Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this day. Thanks for the opportunity to be together in your presence to come before your word. Speak to us in a way that will understand. Equip us as a church and as your people. Grant unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in your knowledge of you. We thank you. We bless you. Holy Spirit, we submit to you tonight. Have your way in Jesus' name. Be seated. It's a blessing to be together again. Uh, I haven't seen you all in a while, but oh, Pastor Z, wow, it's a blessing, amen. Well, let's get into the word. This is just a short tonight, is a short session. We will be blessed. Amen. Acts 2. I'm reading from 41 again. The Bible says that then they that gladly receive his word were baptized. And the same day was added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they that and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayer. And fear came over every soul. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things in common. And so their possessions and goods imparted with them to all men, and ev- as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their needs with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Amen. May God add to our church daily them that must be saved. Amen. So last week, I started on how to grow your basenta. Is that not so? How to see to it that your basenta increases. You can't be, be the shepherd of a basenta and then it doesn't grow. When it doesn't grow, it feeds discouragement. Do you understand? So we are looking at things to do to ensure that our percentages grow. Amen. And last week I discussed with you extensively the key of prayer. Amen. I said that for your basenta to grow, enough prayer must go in. You can't expect your basenta to grow when you don't pray. What we are doing is a spiritual battle. The people you are expecting to be in your basenta, Satan is also expecting them to be in hell. He has plans for them. Some of them are his dancing stars in hell. Some of them are his choristers in hell. He has a lot of plans for them. So it's not easy for him to also release them to you like that. So if you don't rise up and take up a lamentation against him or a battle, a spiritual battle against him, you will not have the people. Jesus said, when a strong man keeps his palace, 
his goods are safe until a stronger one than him comes and overcomes him. Then he can spoil his goods. You are that stronger man. But the way you become that stronger man is when you pray. But when you don't pray, you are just like everybody. There's no difference between you and a taxi driver. So it's like when you don't pray, that's it. There's no difference between you and a schoolboy. There's no difference between you and anybody. So when you don't pray, you are powerless. You can't overpower him and take his people. Amen. And some of the people you are having, Satan has chains on them. So he sometimes allows you to go with them because he has them on a leash. As soon as they are going on, then he pulls the leash and then they come back. Amen. So that's what we are dealing with. So Paul tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against power. So that's the battle we are in. And spiritual wickedness and darkness in high places. That's the battle we are in. So if we don't rise up as the shepherds of the people and pray for them, so that the chains on them be broken. So that when the devil pulls the leash, the chain is broken. So there's nothing at the other end to pull. The people will go with you for some time. Then they will. That's why people come to your meetings for some time. Then they disappear. They come to church for some time. Then they disappear. Because we have not risen up as their shepherd. The Bible says God sought for a man to stand in the gap and to pray. But he didn't find anything, anybody. The percentile leader was asleep. So when the devil pulled the leash, it had the guy on. So it pulled the guy back. Many of you will go up, down, up, down. The leash is there. It's not broken. Yeah, it's not broken. So you, sometimes the leash is very long. That's why you feel, oh, all is well. Maybe it's from here to um, Norddale. So you go, uh, when you get to Norddale and it reaches the limit, it pulls. Then you realize, hey, you are not here. Then he starts to pull it. And he has a way of pulling it like that. Then he's rolling it. He's rolling it. He's rolling it. Yeah. But may every chain be broken. Some of them with addiction. So it's one of the prayers you must pray that the hold of the devil should be broken from your sheep. The hold be broken. The satanic strongholds be broken. So Paul wrote to the people of God and said, the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So you have a weapon that has the ability to pull down strongholds. A stronghold is something that is holding another thing strongly. But you have a weapon that can pull it down. Deploy it. Begin to deploy it. Like this war that is going on. The main reason why nobody is being able to do anything is that everybody engaged in the war has nuclear weapons. The big boys have nukes. And nobody wants to be the first person to release it. That's number one. Nobody also wants it to be released on them before they release theirs. So I'm sure they all, look, I'm sure Putin has his nukes pointed at Russia, uh, pointed at America from his base in Venezuela, has his things pointed at the UK, pointed at Germany, all of them ready. Do you get it? Yeah, and one from Lituli. Anyway, let's go. Do you get it? But I'm also sure that at this particular point, America has all their nukes 
pointed at him. Yeah, all their nukes, all their drones pointing at him from everywhere in the world. That as soon as they get the slightest intelligence that he's about to launch, they'll just launch first. Because it's about who launches first. Yeah, who launch, I launch before you launch. But I don't want to launch prematurely. So that it's like, oh, I wasn't going to launch and you are there. That's the whole problem of the second world where it's like, America is the only one who released an atomic bomb. So up to today, we blame them for that. But if somebody had done it, they have, but they also don't want a nuke in their hand. You are sitting on a nuke. Deploy it on your enemy so that your enemy can let your people go. And the way you do it is through prayer. It's through prayer. Not by buying. Remember last week's guy who's giving them quarters and everything. Now he's taking people for coffee. Because we said don't, 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 don't cut down coffee. Right? Go on your knees and pray. It doesn't cost you any money. Go on your knees and pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Another thing to pray about is that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. Which means that they understand spiritual things and they understand what you are trying to tell them. Amen. Now, understanding is not just understanding. One level of understanding is just understanding the words. But another level of understanding is understanding the implications. Some of your people, they don't even understand the words you are speaking. It doesn't even make sense to them. Like, to understand the word before they come to analyze it, they don't. You have to pray. That's why Paul put it there. Since we heard that you are now believers, we pray that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That the eyes of your understanding, Ephesians 1, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Which means, now you have understanding, verse 17. You have understanding. Now, when you have understanding, what will it do? It will now make you be able to see what is the hope of your calling and the glory of your inheritance and his great power which was wrought towards us when Christ died for us. Many of your people can't see what God is trying to do in their lives. That's why they don't want... You, you give people instructions they don't follow. Sometimes it's because they don't understand I've been a pastor for so many years. These so many, I've watched many people misbehave or do the wrong thing. And they, 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 the main reason is an absence of understanding. Either not understanding what they are doing or the import of it or the implications of it or the effect of it. I mean, one day I was advising a brother on something that he was doing. And I was telling him that, stop it. So I, I talked for a long time on an empty stomach. Talked for a long time. Then I asked him, what do you think? To my surprise, I had a shock. Modern, 20th, 21st century shock. He said to me, if you want to, if you want it to work, it will work. I'm like, ah. I, I couldn't believe that if I want it to work, it will work. Don't decide what is right or wrong. If it's wrong, it's wrong. As, no matter how much I want it to work. If it's wrong, it's wrong. I'll do anything for you, but I won't break the Bible for you. I won't break the word of God for you. I'll do anything for you. I won't break the word of God. Especially on an empty stomach. For, 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 for gain. 
So I realized, I realized that this brother, he doesn't even, and he, he, he's so far from understanding the implications of his actions. A lot of your sheep, that's how they are. So if you don't rise up and be, you will say, look, come to church, be a serious Christian, take your life seriously. They don't understand what, what do you mean take my life seriously? What does it mean? They don't understand at all. My life is serious already. <laughs> do you know the amount of pressure I am under? My life is serious already. It's serious already. That's how they feel. That's why recently I said that some of you are doing what you are doing because you only see 2020. If you were to see 2030, you will stop what you are doing now, now. But because you only see 2020 or 2022, the furthest you see 2023, June. No, June. Beyond June, you don't see. July, you have not seen. That's why. But if you were to see beyond and you can look at this, 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 act you are making, what it will mean five years from now, what it will develop into ten years from now, what it will become twenty years from now, you will change immediately. You will change. When you realize that there will come a time where when youth will fade away, you will change. Because some of you think you will be young forever. You'll be young. Today you are young. Today you are 22. You'll be 22. Ah, till in Bali. For the next 20 years, you'll be 22. But you have no, <laughs> you have no idea. You can't be 22 forever. Now your sheep, that's how they also are. They don't understand. You explain how they don't understand. You explain how they don't understand. Now, your explanation is not the, 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 it's not like there's a problem with how you are explaining. The, explain, the, the problem is that the eyes of their understanding, the way they understand, is darkened. <laughs> Bible says that the, the, in whom the God of this world has blinded, Lest the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ will shine to them. So, the gospel of Jesus Christ is shining. But they've been put under a blindfold so they can't see the light. You as your sh- the shepherd, your duty is to rise up and pray for them. So that that blindfold is taken. As soon as the blindfold is taken, they begin to say, this is what you have been saying. This is what you have been saying all along. They will start advising you. They will start telling you your advice to advise you. Yeah. So, as people who want to grow our members and for our members to be stable, this is one of the prayers to pray for them that their, the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened. I cannot continue talking about prayer. I'll talk about prayer till Jesus comes. So let's move to number two. Number two. Number two. If you want to know more on prayer, go to last week's message. I talked extensively on prayer. But you need to pray or else your basenta will not grow. Everybody you get will, will, will be lost. Step number two. Or key number two. Evangelism. Evangelism. 
evangelism. In addition to prayer, you must evangelize. Jesus said, go ye therefore, Matthew 28, 19 and, 19 and 20 says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe, to do what all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Mark 16, 15, and, 16, and he said, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creatures. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. You cannot grow your basenta without going out there. Without having a proper structure of soul winning for your basenta. If you don't have it, nobody will come. It's like running a shop and you've closed the door. Yet you want people to buy. How are they going to see the things so they can come and buy? Without evangelism, many of us say our basentes are not going, but we are not going there to evangelize. We are not evangelizing. So new, new people come. And anything that you have, let's say, I mean, if these are my members, one, two, three, four, five, and I don't constantly bring in new members, eventually we'll be there. This one will say, say, look, I've been coming to the church. I've been a Christian for so many years. Serving the Lord and working in the church. Now I want to, I, I, I'm tired. I'm going to some place. This one will say, I finished university. Some the guy who wants to marry me, he has a job in Porchestrom. So I've moved to Porchestrom. Then one member is gone. This one will say, okay, you know something? And the way it is, I'm a chief in my hometown. Now they realize that finally it's my turn to be the chief. So I'm going to be the chief there. Then he's also gone. Then I'm left with three members, die-hard members. Then we are there. Then I'm left with three. As we are there, we are going. Come three very committed members. I mean, nothing can separate us. Then as we are there, then one person, you'll be there. Say, uh, uh, Prince, I want to now start doing some business. I'll be going to China. I'll be going to China and coming and buying some goods in China. And I'll be coming. So, Pastor, it's not, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. This is my base. But I'll be going to China from time to time. Do you see? So, don't worry, Mr. Pastor. I'm with you. I, you know I'm with you. You don't have to. There's no reason to argue. I'll be with you for so many. I'm with you. But I'll be going to China and coming. Then he'll go to China two weeks. Then he's back two weeks. Two weeks. Then, then we are there. Then after six weeks, uh, bish, Mr. Bishop. You see, the business is growing. It's expanding now. The way it's going is becoming. So uh, I think that I have another connection in Dubai, which I have, to, I have to take care of. So I'm expanding. You see, it's more tight. We are going to pay a lot of tight, Mr. Bishop guy. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry at all. Then now, Dubai. So he'll go to China two weeks and he'll come. One week he's here, another two weeks in Dubai. Then he'll come like that, going, coming, going. By the time you realize he has become a nominal Christian because a Christian who doesn't fellowship regularly dies. The steam goes away. So sometimes even when he, come, he has come home, the one week that he has come, that he must come to church, so I'm resting. See, when I, I had a long flight, I had a delay. You know, when I was coming, I took, I took Emirates from Hong Kong all the way to Dubai, Abu Dhabi. 
And when we were in Dubai, there was a delay. You see, if you, you know, Pastor, you already know that. It's a long flight from uh, Hong Kong. This way. Then when I got to Abu Dhabi, there was a delay. My layover period was nine, nine, nine hours, but there was an extra delay for about four hours. And then by the time I had been lying at Dubai Airport for about 14 hours to fly all the way to South Africa for another 11 hours. Ah, it was, a, it was a long journey. I need to rest a bit. It, uh, and it's when people start getting money that they start having these fabulous ideas. When they are broke, they never think that they have to rest. No, you watch all the people that I was tired. It's just a little, a little comfort. When the bed was only one, that you have to run a shift with your roommate. Your roommate sleeps a little, then you sleep a little. They, all these, they are tired, but they still move. Yeah, they are tired, but they still move. But when now it's like things are work. Oh, by the time you realize, oh, boom. I'm now left with two ladies, Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha. My placenta is finished, you know. But I don't know. Mary and Martha. So as I'm with Mary and Martha, we are there. No, then, 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 Bartholomew. He comes with dreadlocks. Then he starts to talk to Martha. Because we went to Martha's house for a meeting, he came to join the church. So now suddenly, by some act of God, now I have three members. But I don't know that it's a temporary situation. As he comes, we go to Martha's house. Martha makes food. He, he says, oh, the food is very nice. Eh? Oh, nice. The next thing I see, they have started beloved dozing. I can't. So God is moving. Finally, we've been praying for a long time. For a, a wedding in the Bacenta. And then finally, somebody has seen Martha. Then they marry. As soon as they marry, he's, he, he, he's, he, he starts a new type of behavior. I want, when people marry, they change. One of the people I fear a lot is people who just get married. Yeah, when they marry, they, all type of exotic ideas come to them. Yes, now he's making certain Sunday demands. I want this on that, I want this and this, I want this and that, this and that. Look, Archbishop Benson Nidahosa, he said, when you marry, if you marry and you are still anointed after that, then you are really called by God. Yeah. Really? Many people backslide after they marry. If you like, go home and go and check how much you were on fire when you were not married. And now you will see that there's a difference. You don't blame me. You go and measure. Even coming to church regularly is now a problem. So now, matter to is gone. I'm now left with Mary alone. And we are pressed. The percenta is finished. If it's sometimes I can meet myself, I'll be discouraged. But if we are doing outreach regularly, every day, some new person is coming. When we are there, and then um, Chief Ogbe comes to tell us that now he's a chief in his hometown, he's going to be chief. Yes, we are sad he's gone. But look, we were five, then we are now seven, we are ten, we are eighteen. Then he goes to be chief. We reduce to seventeen. But we are doing outreaches, then we go to twenty. Yes, we have lost somebody. Every proper church, you lose people. Yeah. Hey, pastor, how do you know that? Jesus had a church of 12 members. One day he preached a very hard message. <laughs> he preached a hard message. In fact, one day he had a <laughs> cook, cook, cook on the house, drinks on the house service. 
5,000 people came. The next day when he came to church, he was feeling very, very great. So he said, today you are going to eat my flesh. When he said, today you are going to eat my flesh, the people said, what do you mean? A pastor told me just on Monday, I had a meeting with my leaders. When I finished the meeting, 10 minutes later, two of my leaders left the group. Yeah. Two of my leaders, they left the group. So you see, even Jesus, when he had that, he said, come and eat my flesh. We are going to use my flesh as clopper. You are all going to eat. Boom. Some of the people left. Then he was left with Peter and Cody. He asked, he asked you, would you also go? Then they said, look, we, we don't have anywhere to go. You have the words of life. So also, as we are staying with you. So even Jesus' church, people left it. When God was running his church in heaven, Satan left with some of the people. So when some people leave their church, he said, this church is not a good church. Think about it seriously. One, 30%, 33% of the church left. God's church. <laughs> so you have to constantly be bringing in new people. Constantly. And the way you bring, the legal way to bring people is through evangelism. It's through evangelism. It's through witnessing. It's through witnessing. And you must have a good system in your center. Even if there are four of you, you must have a good system that brings people in. Whether by invitation, whether by witnessing, you must have it. If you don't have it, it won't grow. I mean, are you expecting it to grow by magic? You just... What's the name of the movie? Star Wars. Then it's like people are coming. Then when you stand there, you call your mother and say, Look. Look. It's your baby mama. I'm not these people are the people who taught me. <laughs> I didn't I didn't come up with that. This I, I usually would have said, It's your father. These guys are the ones who taught me that it's your baby mama. <laughs> Church doesn't work by magic. It's evangelist, so winning. Somebody has to win a soul and bring the person to one by one and add them to the church. And it must be strategic. It must be planned. It must be intentional, not accidental. Once in a while, you meet some people by accident and you win that. So, but it must be intentional and organized. As the basenta leader, if you don't, you think the sheep are the ones who are going to win. They won't win their souls if you don't organize them too. Yeah, sometimes even you can't get them to, you organize them to bring their friends so that you win that soul. Yeah, if you don't, it won't grow. It will finish right before your eyes. You will see 10 become 9, 9, it's called what? Law of attrition or something. It will finish one by one, one by one, one by one. It will be decreasing in an increasing rate. It's frightening the science students more. It's just that, it's just that the, the business words and terms, they are plain English. Do you see it? Uh-huh, that's it. So as even if you speak the English, you not know, everybody understands. Yeah. Yeah, that's science, eh? Yeah. Negative gross returns. 
it is decreasing at an increasing rate. So it decreases by one. The next time it decreases by two. Next time by four. By six. Aha! You go and you are alone. So guys, if we don't rise up and organize a proper system that brings people in, oh, whatever you are lord over it will finish. Yeah, you hand over things to people, they don't, they don't, they don't stir it up. It finishes. It finishes. It finishes. I mean, one day I handed over a check to somebody, started complaining about so I said, look, brother, concentrate on the church and grow the church. Do outreaches, do programs that bring people in the church. The church will grow. But if you are going to focus on the same people and just be there with them, you church members are church members are fluid. They are fluid. They are fluid. Look, when church members, their plans come into their heads, they don't consider the church. Oh, no, no. You would think they love the church. You see, when they come, they shout a lot. And those are the people that when they come, they shout a lot. As soon as something else comes, oh, the church is the last thing. As the pastor, I'm never deceived by church members. By the grace of God, experience has taught me not to be deceived by church members. They are so fluid. Fluid. I mean, they can fit anywhere. They've gone somewhere else. They will leave you now, you'll be shocked. You will be surprised that the opportunity they are leaving you for one exists right where you are, but they have left you. And even when you tell them they have left you, so we have not left you. No, no, no. We are just temporarily not available. Oh, we are here. Can't you see that we are here? Even for you to be able to see us to tell us that. We have left. It's a sign to you that we are still here. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't rise up, so it's your response. That's why we are doing Swollen Sunday. It's an opportunity to rake some people in. Yeah. Rake some people in. Without that, oh, it will finish. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. And, and look, you can tell yourself anything you want to tell yourself. Stats don't lie. I say it again. You can tell yourself anything you want to tell yourself. Stats don't lie. If it's increasing, it's increasing. If it's decreasing, it's decreasing. No matter the excuses. Oh, there was an earthquake. Okay, it's because of the Ukraine war. It's, <laughs> Stats don't lie. Last week it was 10. This week is eight. The next week it was six. That's a decreasing gradient. It's going. It's coming. The curve is coming down. One day I had a meeting with my pastors and would-be would be pastors. Now, every day I've been having meetings with them. We talk, we talk. So they, they weren't getting the import of what I was saying. So I asked data people. Put data there. Let the data talk because when I tell them, they will argue. And I started, we started to look at the data. Some of people said, please, Bishop, I want to say something. I said, say something. You want to say something? Say something. Uh, please, uh, say, say, the, the people, um, they are becoming more spiritual. They are, I said, I said listen. <laughs> I was just standing there because I was expecting, I was waiting for it. 
So somebody said, me too, I want to say something. You see, my people, I said, no problem. I said, third person. Then when they said, you see, guys, very soon, the way the stories you have started telling, very soon, you ask us to measure the people's emotional development. You use, you want us to use parameters that cannot be quantified, cannot be measured. The people are either coming or they are not coming. It's end of story. What the, you know, there was a river, then the, the river flooded, in Sunduzi flooded, then they couldn't jump, then they did, but they are very stable, they are happy in the church. You now want us to measure their happiness. Happy, what, what machine are we going to use to measure their happiness? What? The lights. <laughs> Your graph is going to say. <laughs> <laughs> How are we going to measure the happiness? What are we going to use? Are we going to use a tape measure? Are we going to use a barometer? Are we going to use a, a measuring gauge? Are we going to use a speedometer? What, are we, what equipment are we going to use to measure? Maybe how loud they shout when they come for praise and worship. Or how many times they smile. Or how many times they say amen during the preaching. Then that should tell you that. How are we are going to measure their happiness? I said, listen, let's just measure attendance. That one, every, even if you bring the children, you say, Eden, how many people are this? One, two, three, four, five. Finish. Something that is not, is, is, is unambiguous. We, everybody can tell. That's what we are measuring. They were now telling me stories. And I knew they were going to tell stories. I was prepared for them. I knew they were coming. I knew that as soon as we put the data there, somebody will say this, somebody. I knew, I've been in this meeting so many times, just not had one with you. Hey, when I said everybody, be, I mean, they all be, they all be, they all mellowed. Because stats don't lie. Some people said, now we should measure, we were, we were looking at it over a six-week period. Some people said, oh, if we are to go back to 10 weeks or to 20 weeks, and if you like, let's even put four years, the conclusion will be the same, that the numbers are finishing. Yeah. Now, some people said, let's measure, okay, a particular six weeks in before COVID. I said, look, that one is not your balance. Your bank balance four years ago has nothing to do with your today's bank balance. Let's measure what you have today. So guys, let's rise up and do what we have to do. As Oh, you can pray. And And Jesus gave a cleanse. I said, go. Go. If you don't go, you won't find. Luke 14, I close with this one. Luke 14. Luke 14. A certain had a man had a great supper and bade many. Now, take this man as a basenta leader. And he wanted his basenta to grow. The Bible says he had a great supper and he bade many. And when it was supper time, all the people with one accord they came, we began to make excuses. Who's behind the machine? Why is he so slow? Just go 17, 18, that's where the story is. A 
certain man made a great supper and bade them. This man wanted to have many people, so he invited many people. Verse 17. And he sent his servant at supper time. You have to, number one, for your meetings, invite many people. Have a plan to have many people. And then when it's time, you have to go and find them. Now he sent men to call them that time. He said, come, for all things are ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuses. That's how the, the people we are trying to win, that's how they are. When it's time to bring them, they have stories. They will all start to make excuses. That's how they are. They all, it's almost like they had a meeting and they agreed. That's it. And they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first one said, I have bought a piece of land. I must needs go see it. I pray, have me excuse. This is the war of every Basenta leader on a Sunday morning. On a Sunday morning. Next one. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. I go to, I pray, have me excused. And the third one said, I found a new beloved. I've married her. I cannot come. It looks like marriage feeds pride. He didn't even say, I pray, they have me. He said, I cannot come. I mean, waiting. What are we looking for? I cannot come. And the servant came and showed the Lord these things. And the master of the house, being angry, said to himself, Go quickly into the streets and into the lanes of the city and bring either the poor, the maimed, and the halt, the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, It is done as thou hast called, yet there is room. Still, it's not full. If we don't persist, it won't be full. You go and call the lame, the maim, the blind, the whole, it will still not be full. So it's never full sad that you can't do an outreach. The master sent the basenta members, go and bring all your friends. Still there was room. And the Lord said, go into the highways, into the hedges. For if you must constantly discover new places to get new people. Originally, this, this Basenta leader, originally this Basenta leader, he, he had a, some group of people in his mind. And when you start, you have some people in your mind. You start with them. Oh, invite this person, invite this person, talk to this person. Primary targets. When they bomb you, you go to your secondary targets. He said, go and bring, go into the streets. Go and call the lame, the maim, the halt, the blind, bring them also. A secondary target. After that, still, then he went to the tertiary target. He said, now go into the highways and the hedges. Can you imagine human beings that hide in the hedges? Yeah. Different types of people hide in hedges. Paris, traffic cops, they hide in hedges. There's a place in Joburg called Heidelberg. My wife used to work there. When you are driving there, you see this clear. Suddenly, not then a traffic cop will come out of the hedges show with the camera. Look, they are so good. When they jump onto the road, the camera is already set. Everything. Then they start to stop you. You'll be shocked. They are so good. They are in the, it's almost like they are focusing from the hedges. And it's not like the hedge is at the edge of the road. Though. The hedge is in 
the middle of the island in the grass, but they can just spring out of there suddenly to the edge of the road. Meanwhile, you saw the hundred meters away, there was nobody. Suddenly, they are there. So I said, go and invite traffic cops. And Paris. They have always have an alternative. A different group of people. From here, you must try everywhere. Try every. If you don't, Pastor Zos, your percentage will just be five, five. Till five becomes four, and four becomes two, and two and a half, and three and one, and zero. You will see your bacenta is growing, but it's growing backwards. Yeah. It has grown from five to two. Mm, you don't know whether it has compressed, crystallized. <laughs> yeah, it's a measure. Yeah. He said, why? So that my house will be filled. If we don't rise up, if we don't rise up and do that, whatever we are doing will not grow. Now, don't blame witches. I'm a witches for your thing not growing. You rise, after you have prayed, rise up and go and win souls. Rise up and go and win souls. Direct your people to win souls. Direct your Basenta members to win souls. Direct them to bring their friends. Direct them to create opportunities so that you can win souls. Even when you go on visitation, take them to go and visit their friends because some of them, if you ask them to bring People, they can't. So you take them to go and visit their friends. And then that's your door to win that soul and to talk to that friend. Yeah. If you don't do that, it won't work. You can't sit at home and you call and call this and call this. Oh, it's working. When I go, they'll be there. You have a shock of your life. You have now become the Holy Spirit. You are hissing to them. That's when you will see that it's the Holy Ghost alone who can hiss for them to come. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we are dealing with. Rise up with your, your bacenta. Look, one of the greatest things that can happen to you is to be able to get your bacenta members to work with you. Because you alone cannot do everything. You alone cannot do everything. So when you can now get your Basenta members to now work with you, so that you can organize them to go out, then you have started something. Then you will begin to see increase, increase, increase. I pray. You see, like one of the things when it comes to even, even, even the soul winning, you have to even let them decide before they leave the meeting that we are going to bring somebody. Sometimes even ask for names. Who are you going to bring next week? Who are you going to bring next week? Who are you going to bring next week? Who are you? They have the list. And then the whole week we are praying for these targets. Because before a soul can be won, prayer must go in. So we are praying for them. Then, on the, on, then, then you, 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 you check activities that have been done to bring. Have you spoken to the person? Have you invited the person? Like constantly on it. So that on the day that you are expecting them to show up, a lot of work has gone. All that is left is to go and bring them on the day. Which is a new challenge, which is the key number three, anakazo. After you've done evangelism, you have to go and anakazo them. Or else all your evangelism will be useless. Yes, I met a pastor one day. I said, why is your church not growing? He said, are you doing this? Yes. Are you doing that? Say, yeah, yes, are you doing this? 
And I realized that what is missing is they go and win so do everything. But on the Sunday that they need the people to appear, they go to church with faith that the people will come. And the people don't come. So I said to the pastor, listen, it doesn't work like that. After you've done everything, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Sunday morning, that's when the work actually begins. You have to appear in the, in the territory maybe about two hours to your service and start going to bring them. Because they will show. Once a while, you have people, you invite them once, and one Sunday morning, they will be calling you that, hey, what time is it? Uh, as the church not started, I want Once a while, God just wants to encourage you, so he gives you one or two of people like who are just zealous. Even for them, maybe somebody has been praying for them for a long time. And the prayer is working now. Then they come back. Generally speaking, most people, three out of four, if you don't go and bring them. Oh. You know, when I first came on missions and I started, I realized that when you invite somebody to church, or let's say even, I mean, I was working in the township then. I realized that, look, our brothers and sisters there, they are open to everything. So the last person to speak to them before they sleep on Saturday, that's the plan that is. So when they see you at two o'clock, so, oh, tomorrow pastor will come to church. No can journey, I'll be there. Oh no, nothing can stop me. I'll be there. Pastor, you say what time? Ten o'clock. Can I come at nine? They will ask you, can I come out? Will it be open at nine? Yeah, yeah. I'll even bring my friend. Pastor, can me and my friend come? Fine. When you go, they are coming home. And genuinely from their hearts, they are coming. No, from the buttocks, the bottom of their heart. From the bottom of their heart, they are coming. But around six o'clock, Another friend comes and the friend says that tomorrow there's a football match here. Let, let's go and play. Then they will tell their friend, oh, I'll be there. What time? Ten. Oh, I'll be. I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> Can I come with my friend? So the same friend they were going to come to church with now, they are going with this guy. So if you don't arrive early on Sunday morning to come and say, Asambe, they went this is ah, oh, I'm coming. Then they go with you. If you don't come, it's the last program they put the type in before they went to sleep was soccer match. They will go to the soccer match. With their friend, they will go to go and play. But if you, so sometimes by the time you get there, they have even said, put their boots, their socks, everything. Then you come and say, ah, hey, hey. Pastor, can I wear my soccer boots to church? <laughs> yeah. So that's where, I, that's where I realized it. I learned it quickly. So if you don't go in the morning to go and Reset the clock back to what it was yesterday. 
And remember, I don't live in the town, so I can't be there at 9 o'clock in the evening to tell them to change what the soccer guy has said. So I can only rely on the money. So if you don't add an acaso to your evangelist, when it's time for the program, you don't send out to go and call or you don't go and bring them in. Oh, you'll be surprised. You will be shocked. You will meet an empty house. Empty house. But if we rise up and systematically do outreaches, evangel plant outreaches with our people. Like I'm, one of the keys is one of the keys is go and visit them and take them to go and visit their friends. Yeah. That day we are not coming to church. You have just come on visitation, but you go with him to go and visit these two friends. And then you preach to them. You won't get anything. Without a proper system of outreaches, my brother, my sister, the Basenta is going to finish. It's not going to grow. Worst case scenario is just going to, or best case scenario is just going to stay the same, which is even against the law of nature. Yeah, it cannot even stay the same. It's just a matter of time. One person will have a reason not to be there. One person, one person will have a quarrel with one of the members. Like the, like the king said to us, church members will be fighting, choristers will be fighting over microphone. Why didn't you give me the Like Sunday, I was having church. I had four or five prison worship leaders with four microphones. So by all means, one person doesn't have a microphone. So when we can, one of them was telling me, uh, I was talking about one of the songs. So oh, that's my best song. I wanted to see, but I didn't have a microphone. You see, like, give me the microphone. Why, did you, why didn't you ask me? You snatch it from me. Then you see a quarrel has broken up between two choristers. One person said, the way you took the mic, I don't like it. Then you like. Yeah. And other fights that happened in the church. And I saw this brother when he first came to church. He sat by me. We were sitting on the same row. Then later on, this sister came and was just saying, coming to share the grace with him. When they said, look for a neighbor to share the grace. Then this sister, she moved all the way from here to come and share the grace with this brother. You see, and you see what has happened, pastor. Then she's bored. Meanwhile, I was there first. I was right next to the guy. You know that we are all at work. Folks, I'm not out of word. I'm only out of time. Let's bring today's service to a close. We'll continue next week, God willing. Stand to your feet. Let us share a word of prayer. Stand to your feet. For a moment or two, I want you to pray for yourself and pray that God will give you a heart for soul winning and for evangelism. Maybe even you are not a basenta leader. Soul winning and evangelism is not for basenta leaders, only it's for every Christian. It's the duty of every Christian to win souls, to evangelize. I want to pray. The Lord touch my heart that I'll have a feeling for lost souls, for lost souls, for lost souls, for lost souls. Begin to speak to God wherever you are. Begin to speak to God. Begin to speak to God. Lord, give us a heart for lost souls, for lost souls, for lost souls. My God, 
Baba, Rampala Baba, my God, my God, my God, Maloba, Maloba, Limpalaba, Brondemene, Zebamba, Libanda, Bras de Payala, Rampala Baba, my God, my God, Limpalo Baba, Rombele Baba, Libando Liantalaba, Lord, give us a heart, a heart for so winning. A heart for the lost. A heart for the lost, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name. Lord, I know I'm not a Basenta leader, but make me a soul winner. Make me a soul winner. I'm a member of a Basenta. Make me a soul winner in the Basenta, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Use me. Use me to grow the Basenta, oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of that, somebody will be saved through me. Somebody will be saved. Somebody will be saved. Somebody will be saved, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My God. My God. My God. My God. My God. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Father, lift your hands. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this great opportunity to be people you are using in this end time. Give us the grace. Give us the heart for lost people. People who don't know you. Help us to bring them into the kingdom in the name of Jesus. Help us. Help every basenta here, Lord. Help every basenta leader here, Lord. Give them the grace. Give them help. Give them basenta members who will help with soul winning Lord in the name of Jesus let no percent leader work alone Lord bring somebody special to work with them and to help what they are building in the mighty name of Jesus we thank you we bless you in Jesus name and everybody said amen say this prayer with me say dear Lord Jesus I accept that I'm a sinner Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? And you may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.